the African History Network, the African History Network, and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. So we have people listening to us on 9, 10 a.m., the Superstation WFDF. We have Giovanni on the ones and twos tonight as well. He's my board operator tonight, so if you call in at 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. Giovanni will uh, take your call. All right. So, so much has taken place. Some of you all saw the uh, broadcast that I did on Wednesday, August 24th, dealing with Joe Biden's, um, dealing with Joe Biden's announcement of student loan forgiveness for, um, uh, student loan forgiveness for students who uh, have debt, what, whether it's a student loan or Pell Grant. If it's a student loan and Pell Grant, $20,000 will be forgiven. If it's just a student loan, uh, guaranteed student loan through the federal government, it'll be $10,000 forgiven. Now, uh, so I did a two-hour uh, broadcast on Wednesday breaking this down. And we're going to give you some more information today. This is going to have a huge impact on the African-American community. We know, generally speaking, you're going to have 20 million borrowers who, who are going to have their uh, debt wiped out. Uh, and you're going to have about 500,000 African-American families who are going to go from a negative net worth to a positive net worth. Uh, there's been a number of different stories dealing with how this will impact the African-American community as well. So we're going to talk about uh, some of that on uh, today's show. Okay. And I was on a, I was on uh, a call with the, I was on a zoom call, my first ever zoom call with the white house. Not my first ever zoom call. I've done a lot of zoom calls, but I got invited on Thursday. I got the email cause I follow the, the white house and I, um, I know some people, I know a few people here and there. I guess, but I got a call. I got an email uh, inviting me to a Zoom call on Friday uh, that the White House uh, had dealing with the uh, rollout of the student loan forgiveness, and they gave more details about it. And some of the information that they talked about, I've talked about here on this show because they gave information dealing with the um, public service loan forgiveness program and. So we're going to give you some details about this. I'll give you some information about the uh, I'll give you some information about the uh, call as well. This is going to have a huge impact uh, on the African-American community. And we're going to break down how this is going to help us as well. You have so many people who came out um, and were denouncing it, things like this, and, and haven't really looked at the details. The other thing is, is that you had some Republicans and we, we blasted them on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, right? You had some Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene. You had some like Sugar Daddy Matt Gates out of Florida, who I call the White R. Kelly, because he's he's dealing with federal investigation, dealing with uh, trafficking uh, underage uh, girls, okay, for sex purposes, things like that. Sugar Daddy Matt Gates, who I call the White R. Kelly uh, out of Florida. You had... Um, Different Republicans who came out and attacked this, okay, attacked this student loan forgiveness because they said it was unfair to people who didn't go to college and their taxpayer dollars are going to have to subsidize uh, this as well, right? Okay, so what I find very interesting is that some of these very same Republicans who are complaining, they got um, 
paycheck. Uh, they, they got the paycheck loan forgiveness. Okay, during during um during the uh, COVID packages. Okay, from the federal government, they got loans in the hundreds of thousands of dollars forgiven uh, by the federal government, and you're talking about ten to twenty thousand dollars being forgiven, and they're going crazy. So, like this article here from um, the NBC News, and there were a number of different articles. So we're going to share some of this information. This is the hypocrisy that we're dealing with. If we look at this article here, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I know you don't want to look at her, but this is one of the craziest, craziest uh, uh, coup uh, sympathizers uh, in the GOP. Out of Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I posted this um, screenshot, this article here from NBC News. This is on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. We'll blow it up for you also. Um, White House shines light on Republicans who are criticizing student debt cancellation after their PPP loans, paycheck protection uh, loans, were forgiven. And, and Marjorie Taylor Greene had $183,000 in paycheck protection loans forgiven. There was another uh, story. There was another story. This one right here from businessinsider.com. Okay. This story right here from businessinsider.com. This deals with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene says student loan forgiveness is completely unfair, despite the fact her company, she owns a business, despite the fact her company had loans worth of $183,504 forgiven. Okay, so on the White House Twitter page, they've been dragging a lot of these Republicans, just ripping them to shreds, exposing the hypocrisy of them. They got loans forgiven. You had one of them who had who had a loan for over a million dollars for his business. He had a loan for over a million dollars for his business. You have Republicans attacking what Biden is doing that is going to disproportionately help uh, lower income people, people making under $75,000 a year, especially helping African-Americans, okay? And you're talking about forgiving 10,000 to $20,000 in student loans, but they had loans forgiven of over $100,000. The average paycheck protection loan uh, that was given, the average paycheck paycheck protection loan was for $107,000, all right? So we're gonna expose more of this hypocrisy here on this show. And remember, November is coming very quickly. Kids are about to go back to school. We're about to come up on Labor Day, all right? Biden okay sweeping student loan relief as midterms near. And a lot of people are realizing, okay, the wins that the Democrats have had. Now we've been talking about this from day one on this show. Okay, so we're not brand new. We ain't new, we ain't late to the party like a lot of people are. But we're gonna break all this down uh, on today's show for you as well. Then also today is August 28th. This is the anniversary of the March on Washington, August 28, 1963, the March for Jobs and Freedom. We're gonna give you a, a little uh, synopsis of the March on Washington. Uh, Martin, uh, Martin Luther King uh, III was uh, on MSNBC uh, this weekend. We're gonna share that excerpt, okay? He's talking about fulfilling his, his dad's dream. Um, so we'll give you some information about that. And then also today, August 28th, this is the anniversary of the murder of Emmett Till, August 28th, 1955 in Money, Mississippi, the murder of Emmett Till. So we'll talk a little bit about Emmett Till today. This is this is a jam-packed show, it's two hours. Um, we have a jam-packed show today, but so much is going on this weekend, all right? Now, 
you know we've been following the story dealing with uh, Brianna Taylor, and uh, we talked about uh, uh, about three weeks ago. Now back back on our August seventh show, we talked about how uh, the Department of Justice has filed charges against four uh, police officers, uh, Louisville Metro police officers, uh, in the killing of Brianna Taylor. These are federal charges. Okay. So one of those officers, uh, Kelly Goodlett, and we talked, we talked about this on the show last week, uh, Kelly, Kelly Goodlett pleaded guilty to falsifying, uh, a police report. Okay. So she pleaded guilty, uh, this past week. And we'll give you an update on that as well. That's good news. And once again, uh, we this would not have happened if people didn't go out and vote in the 2020 presidential election, because this is the Merrick Garland Department of Justice. Let's connect the dots. We, we talked about this before here on this show. I connected the dots on Roland Martin Unfiltered when I was on a Friday before last. You had... 16.9 million African-Americans who voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You had 9.7 million Latinos. You had 49 million white voters. 61% of Joe Biden's votes came from white people. This gave Democrats the White House, okay? And also the Georgia Senate race, um, the special Senate race, January 5th, 2020, Senator John uh, uh, John Ossoff and Reverend Raphael Warnock. They went in Georgia. This gives Democrats a slim majority in the Senate. Okay. It's a 50-50 Senate. Democrats have a slim majority in the Senate. Biden nominates Merrick Garland as his attorney general. He's and Merrick Garland is confirmed by the Senate. And Democrats and, and, and uh Kamala, Vice President Kamala Kamala Harris has the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. If there's a tie, so she's casted about, I think it's either 24 or 26 tie-breaking votes as vice president, okay? That's how close it is in the Senate. So it's either she set a record or she's about to set a record. It's one of those. It's really close, okay? So research that. Um, this is how you get Merrick Garland, and this is how you get Kristen Clark, African-American woman, assistant. Um, she's assistant attorney general of the Civil Rights Division. Uh, Kristen Clark. And when Kristen Clark was confirmed, it was like 5150. Okay. Manchin did vote for her. I did check it. I think a couple of shows ago, I said, I think Manchin didn't vote for her. He did vote for her. Now, Senator, uh, Senator Tom Scott, the black tea party Republican out of South Carolina, who was the one who blocked the George Floyd justice and policing act in the Senate. Senator Tim Scott voted against this qualified sister to be assistant attorney general of uh, uh, um, uh, assistant attorney general of the civil rights division. Now, Susan Collins of Maine did vote for Kristen Clark. OK, but if you don't, if, if this was the Donald Trump Department of Justice, you would not have these charges filed against these four officers in, in, in the killing of Breonna Taylor. This is an example of how elections have consequences. Another example of how elections have consequences is the uh, student loan debt forgiveness that was just revealed, uh, just unveiled this past week as well. Okay, so we'll break all this down on today's show. Also, I'm wearing my uh, Cast Tech 30-year reunion. Our 30-year reunion was in 2019. 
I wore this for the first time yesterday because at Cast Tech, we had our alumni day, family fun day. OK, so Cast Technicians, you can give us a call as well. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stand by. Hello, African History Network family. You've put it off for way too long. Now it's time to act for your family, your future and the next generation. Get life insurance for that peace of mind and security for you and your loved ones. Build your financial foundations starting today. Your independent agent at Fortify Trust Life Brokers with over a dozen strong A-rated life insurance companies to offer you the life protection you need when it comes to final expense, term life, whole life, mortgage protection, annuities, and more. They're currently licensed in Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Don't let a pre-existing health condition hinder you from getting life insurance. You can get the affordable coverage you need today. Life insurance is only the beginning. Email them at Fortify Trust Life for a free fact sheet explaining the five basic building blocks for a strong financial foundation. It's their gift to you to help you fortify your future. Email them at fortifytl828 at yahoo.com or call them at 706-339-5096 and leave a message. Fortify your future today. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910A on the Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. All right. Uh, also, you can support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN show through Cash App, also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Definitely need, need your support. This helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, et cetera, cover some of the expenses. All right. Uh, we also have new classes starting up uh, this week, uh, Thursday, September 1st. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa understand the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. So we'll give you some more information about that. All right, um, Giovanni, we're going we're gonna to start with clip number two here in just a minute. Um, on the African History Network show, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. So you, am I, okay, sound about to come through, Giovanni. Am I sounding all right? Let me know. Um, if we go to this, uh, okay, thanks. If we go to this first article here from uh Politico.com. Biden Ogie's uh, sweeping student loan relief as midterm year. The plan comes after months of deliberations. Uh, the White House will also extend the loan payment moratorium through December 31st. Now, uh, he, he, here's some quick details. The administration on Wednesday, uh, August 24th, announced it was canceling up $10,000 of student debt for millions of people. Now, 20 million people are going to have their student debt wiped out okay 20 million people are going to have their student debt wiped out um and up to twenty thousand dollars of debt for low and middle income borrowers who receive pell grants now some people when i did my broadcast wednesday some people said well if it's a pell grant isn't a pell grant 
don't you don't have to pay it back. That is true. But what they're doing since lower income people qualify for Pell Grants, what they're doing is if you had a combination of Pell Grants and student loans, then you can get up to twenty thousand dollars of your student loan debt uh, uh, wiped out and that forgiven. And that's going to help a lot of African-American borrowers. All right. That's going to help a lot of African-American borrowers. Now, uh, the loan relief will be limited to borrowers who earn less than $125,000 a year or families earning less than $250,000. In addition, the White House plans to extend the moratorium on monthly payments and interest for a final time through December 31st, for a final time through December 31st. Now, in a speech at the White House on Wednesday, President Joe Biden talked about the rising cost of attending college in the U.S. and the overwhelming burden this places on low and middle income Americans. He said an entire generation is now saddled with unsustainable debt in exchange for an attempt at, at least at a college degree. Now, the burden is so heavy, even if you graduate, you may not have access to uh, the middle class life that the college degree once provided. Many people can't qualify for a mortgage to buy a home because of the debt they continue to carry, end quote. Now, uh, uh, President Biden said 43 million million people would benefit from his student loan plans. There's about 45 million people that hold $1.7 trillion in student loan debt. 20 million Americans under this plan will have their the remaining balance of their student loan debt completely wiped out. This is be game changing. Now, you're going to have a lot of people who say, well, I owe $100,000, I owe $150,000. We understand that. He didn't say he was going to take care of every student loan debt, okay? But for a lot of people, they'll benefit from this. And a lot of people who owe more will still have between $10,000 to $20,000 wiped out with this program. Then Now, here's the other thing that's extremely important. And then I want to go to this clip here from um, I want to go to this article here from ABC News that's, that speaks specifically about the African-American community. Then I want to go to this clip here from uh, the readout with Joanne Reed because she spoke with Representative Ayanna Presley who's a member of the Congressional Black Caucus, and then Yana Presley had a hand in shaping this policy. Congress can pass a law to wipe out more student loan debt. Congress can pass a law to wipe out more student loan debt, okay? It's important to understand this. The White House, the executive branch of the federal government, is limited in what they can do. Congress has more authority. I'm going to come to that in just a minute here, okay? Because this article from Politico.com goes deeper into the legal argument the White House is making that they actually have the authority, the authority to be able to do this. Because some people are saying they don't have the authority to do this, okay? Now, people can start to finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt to get on top of their rent and their utilities to finally think about buying a home or starting a family or starting a business. Now, uh, when Biden, Biden said he ran for president, quote, to grow the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, arguing that Wednesday's announcement would help the U.S. win the, quote unquote, economic competition of the 21st century. OK, now, um, on a call with reporters, administration officials said the combination of forgiveness and starting payments in January would, quote, quote unquote, largely offset each other, a rebuttal to criticism that the key elements of the plans would increase inflation. So this is another thing. Notice how 
this is nothing because a lot of Republicans are saying, oh, this is going to increase inflation. You had a few Democrats say, saying this, like Larry Summers, former economic advisor, I think, with the Biden administration. But notice all look, notice the complaints and the whining and crying from Republicans who are not offering any student loan forgiveness. And not only that, you had five Republicans where well, you had Senator Mitt Romney, Willard Mitt Romney. OK. Uh, and you had uh, uh, he, he proposed a bill to strip Biden from the ability to forgive student loan debt. And then there was a, a good article insider.com dealing with this and then you have also who did the same thing we'll, we'll pull up that whole uh that article uh up for you it's one from a business insider that that uh that deals with that okay so this is what you're dealing with and as i said before okay yes you know more given things like this talk to congress talk to senator elizabeth warren all right uh but it, it don't compare biden to uh, perfection, don't compare Biden to uh, the almighty, compare Biden to the alternative, okay? Compare Biden to the alternative. This is what we have to understand. Okay, why is this freezing up? Okay, this is what we have to understand because the alternative is the Republican party, right? Who are attacking this. Okay, now let's go to, uh, um, I wanna go to this article, from Politico.com, um, because in, in the article from Politico, it has information dealing with the uh, legal argument. Uh, Senator, uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York. Uh, let's see here. Okay. All right, let's go. I want to go back to this article from Politico, because it, it lays out the legal early like august 24th when when this uh uh plan all right um senate majority leader chuck schumer a leading proponent of canceling student debt urged him to provide as much relief to borrowers as possible senator elizabeth thousand dollars said he did not think he had the authority as president to forgive fifty thousand dollars Okay, urged Biden to provide as much relief to borrowers as possible during a phone call with the president on Tuesday evening. Okay, so this was the day before the announcement was made. That was Tuesday, August 23rd, according to a Democrat familiar with the decision. Now, the call, a discussion, the, the call followed a discussion that senior White House officials, including Chief of Staff Ron Klain, had with Senator Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, and Senators Elizabeth Warren and Senator Raphael Warnock. Elizabeth Warren, progressive from Massachusetts, and Senator Raphael Warnock, the uh, first African-American senator from, I think he's probably the first African-American senator from Georgia, because I don't think they had one during Reconstruction. Okay, Senator Raphael Warnock. The leaders of the effort to persuade Biden to cancel student debt ever since he took office. Senator Raphael Warnock had a big hand in this as well, okay? member of the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, in a statement after the White House confirmed the plan on Wednesday, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer praised the decision as, quote, the single most effective action that the president can take on his own to help working families and the economy, okay? Because they're going through the HEROES Act of 2003. That's part of the legal argument. 
they 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 laid out a 25 page legal argument justifying their decision and justifying their authority to make this decision Biden's authority to make this decision. He's, and he's going through the Department of Education and the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona. Now, the 11th hour deliberations over debt relief come as the White House stares down a self-imposed deadline for addressing the issue, the pandemic-related moratorium on interest and payments, uh, which started in March 2020 in the Trump administration, has been extended four times by Biden. It's set, it's set to expire August 31st. So now it's going to expire December 31st. Now, uh, studentaid.gov, aid.gov is the website you can go to for more information. They haven't laid out the... Um, the uh the, the application yet okay all that information more details are going to come by december 31st 2022 the website i'm hearing has been crashing some but it's studentaid.gov that's where you can go to get updates now progressives progressive democrats civil rights organizations like the naacp and labor unions have all urged President Biden and the Biden administration to provide large amounts, as much as $50,000 per borrower of loan forgiveness to people across the board. Now, the White House has struggled for more than a, for more than a year over the issue of student debt cancellation. During his campaign, Biden promised to forgive up to $10,000 for all federal student loan borrowers, forgive up to $10,000. He never, he never promised $50,000, anything like that that okay during the campaign biden promised to forgive up to ten thousand dollars for all student loan borrowers and has been under immense pressure from progressives to stick to that pledge but you got to make sure you're on strong legal footing because there will probably be lawsuits by this and you don't want to lose in court and have this program or overturned in court. We're going to continue this on the other side of the break. We're going to let you know how this also directly impacts African-Americans as well. You listen to the African History Network show. I'm Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hello, African History Network family. You've put it off for way too long. Now it's time to act for your family, your future, and the next generation. Get life insurance for that peace of mind and security for you and your loved ones. Build your financial foundations starting today. Your independent agent at Fortify Trust Life Brokers with over a dozen strong A-rated life insurance companies to offer you the life protection you need when it comes to final expense, term life, whole life, mortgage protection, annuities and more they're currently licensed in alabama georgia and south carolina don't let a pre-existing health condition hinder you from getting life insurance you can get the affordable coverage you need today life insurance is only the beginning email them at fortify trust life for a free fact sheet explaining the five basic building blocks for a strong financial foundation. It's their gift to you to help you fortify your future. Email them at fortifytl828 at yahoo.com or call them at 706-339-5096 and leave a message. Fortify your future today. Mm -hmm. 
Ido Network International, in collaboration with STL Black Woman, DACA, and ACTA, present the Royal Pilgrimage to the Americas, August 24th through the 28th. The African kings and queens are coming to you for business, networking, and sharing of Pan-African ideals. The venue will be the illustrious En Garde Arts Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. A royal cultural experience and exhibitions, trade and investment opportunities in Africa, the Caribbean, and the Americas. A royal Pan-African summit hosting keynote speakers and a red carpet banquet. Come and witness our African royal coronation ceremony. Register at www.idonetwork.org to book your ticket to wine and dine with African royalty. Vendor opportunities available. Get face-to-face -face with the royals who own the land and resources for business. Contact DACA for deal room information at 602-730-4572. If you like this type of information give us a thumbs up give us a heart give us a like if you uh if you support us you donate through cash app or paypal while we're on the air we'll give you a shout out also we definitely need your support um because this helps finance i don't get paid to do none of this stuff so this helps finance this i don't get paid to do radio any of this and we have a lot of ch welcome back to the african history network show right here on 9 10 a.m the superstation the future radio I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Sunday, August 28, 2022, and we are live. Okay, visit our uh, website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, and uh, we'll have information there. You can register for the uh, online classes I teach. We have new classes starting up uh, Thursday, September 1st, uh, 2022, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll give you more information about that. Okay, I want to go back to... Um, uh, this year and shout out to all the cast technicians as well. We had our cast tech uh, alumni family fun day on Saturday. So uh, it was good. That's why I'm wearing that. So I wore this shirt. So uh, my 30 year reunion was 2019. I graduated in 1989. I know I don't look it. I know I look young. All that. Okay. So that's a whole nother story. But um, I forgot I had this shirt. This shirt was in the package for like two years. I wore this for the first time yesterday. Okay. And I wore it again today and I said, I'm going to wear it on the show tonight. So, uh, shout out to all the cast technicians out there as well. And my sister Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated and our sisters is the Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated as well. All right, I want to go back to this article from Politico. Then we want to go to this clip here from um, uh, the readout with Joanne Reed. Because this article from Politico, Politico is important because it gets into the legal argument, okay? The legal argument that the White House is making that they have the authority to do this all right and and they don't have the authority to forgive fifty thousand dollars worth of debt congress does but the white house does not um so if we go here okay education department officials awaiting a final decision from the white house had developed plans to implement whatever biden ultimately decided that has been studying ways the, the Department of Education has been studying ways to automatically provide as much relief as possible without requiring buyer, uh, borrowers to fill out an application form. So it's expected that 8 million uh, borrowers who their information is current with the Department of Education and their student loans, things like this, that there is estimated that their student loan forgiveness will take place automatically and they won't have to do an application. Others will. Now, the White House's indecision has frustrated 
progressives and other groups urging Biden to go as big as possible on widespread loan relief to tens of millions of people before they head to the polls this fall. Now, one, Biden announced a few weeks ago that he was going to announce his decision by August 34th, August 31st, when this round of um, uh, student loan payments, the stoppage on student loan payments expired. One, two, as I was saying during the break, I've been on a committee to write an executive order. OK, this stuff is not easy. This stuff is not simple. I was on the committee to write an executive order for the city of Detroit some years ago. Previous previous mayor. We won't get into that. But it took us 13 months to get it completed. It was it was much longer than we actually thought it was going to take. We couldn't get as much accomplished as we as we wanted to. We had ambitious goals. Once we got in, started dismantling everything. We started realizing that what we wanted to do, we couldn't we couldn't do it on that level. So we had to scale it back. OK, it took us 13 months uh, to get it done. And we had to um, coordinate with corporate counsel at the time with Sharon McPhail, corporate counsel, because your, your 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 legal counsel has to navigate this and uh, is in charge of this because you're dealing with laws. OK, and. You're trying to avoid a lawsuit. You don't want the city to be sued. And if the city gets sued, you want to make sure you're on strong legal footing to actually win. There was, I think, each meeting we had like probably six, five, six department heads from the city that met, uh, that were part of the meeting, things like this. So I can only imagine what it's it's like to uh, write a, I don't want to imagine, what it's like to to be on a committee to write an executive order for the federal government. And what you're doing is impacting 43 million people, 43 million student loan borrowers. I, I, I can't even fathom something on that level. Okay. Now the unseat around whether monthly payments were going to restart also sparked sharp criticism from the loan servicing companies, the loan servicing companies, because a lot of people don't talk about them. Okay. And the loan servicing companies will be complaining and, and talk about, oh, you know, don't forgive as much, et cetera, from the loan servicing companies that manage federal student loans. Now, the Student Loan Servicing Alliance, which represents federal student loan uh, servicers, warned the Department of Education on Monday, warned the Department of, of Education on Monday that the administration's indecision was risking operational disruptions to the repayment system. OK, so there's a bunch of moving parts here. People think Biden just sits there and just signs his name to a piece of paper. That's not how it works in the real world. No, you're dealing with moving parts. You're dealing with entities. You're dealing with ramifications that the average person doesn't even think about. OK, now, now um, education department officials have previously told loan services, servicers to hold off on sending borrowers bills about their payments, hold off on sending borrowers bills about their payments resuming in September. But the companies say that the uncertainty so close to the deadline is pushing the repayment system to the brink of major problems. That includes the possibility of, uh, that includes the possibility that automated messages may send incorrect information to borrowers in the coming days, even if the administration decides to extend the relief all right now um there's a there's a part here dealing with this part right here this is what i want to get to this deals with the legal argument because you're dealing with law you're not just dealing with a a, 
a executive order is not a proclamation like the, the president is king. No, you have to you have to fall within the guidelines of the power that the executive branch has and still and be legal. You have to fall within legal guidelines. Now, education department officials on Wednesday released a five page uh, legal memorandum, released a five page legal memorandum that argues the Department of Education plans to rely on a 2003 law known as the HEROES Act, known as the HEROES Act that gives the Department of Education the power to waive or modify the rules of, of federal student loans during a presidentially declared national emergency, including the current pandemic. So this is a legal argument that the White House is making that President Biden and the Department of Education have the legal authority to do this because they're going to get sued. They're going to get sued and you want to make sure you're on strong legal footing. You can't just go out there and just, sign, and just, just conjure up some uh, uh, executive order. You you get you you'll be in a world of trouble. That's not how the real world real world works. Now, they also rescinded a January 2021 memo prepared by the Trader in Chief, the Trump administration, that concluded that the Education Department check this out. They they rescinded this from the Trump administration, who was not going to who's not going to give student loan forgiveness on this level. Okay. The memo prepared by the Trump administration concluded that the education department lacked the authority to cancel large amounts of student debt. They're dealing with all these different ramifications. And it's some, because I was, this is why you never heard me put pressure and, and complain taking so long to, to, to do this. Because I have an idea of what's involved. Because I know what we went through for 13 months dealing with executive order 22. Uh, in the city of Detroit under the Crime Kilpatrick administration. I ain't work for the city. I ain't get caught up in none of that stuff, okay? I'm just saying. But they had some hardworking people in, you know, in the administration. I got to see them, got to know some of them, okay? Um, but it took us much longer to get this done because we're dealing with legalities. We're dealing with the unions. We're dealing with the uh, the, 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 uh, the unions for uh, skilled trades uh, because Executive Order 22 dealt with uh, making sure that when it came to um, construction jobs in the um, city-funded construction jobs, city of Detroit-funded construction jobs, not road construction, but structures, buildings, things like this, that at least 50% of the um, uh, workers on it, skill trades, things like that, uh, like that, at least 50% of the workers were uh, lived in the city of Detroit, okay? We could not do it based upon uh, race. The first thing that corporate counsel told us was you can't write race specific, race specific laws, one. Two, also it's a violation of Title VI of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Section 601, non-discrimination of federally assisted programs, okay? And a lot of the money that the city, that the city will get for um, uh, building construction, things like that, part of that may be federal funds, okay? So you can't, that's part of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. This is why, if you've been listening to this show and we talk about reparations, if we ever get reparations, it ain't gonna be for all black people. 
It's not going to be how you think it's going to be. Look at what's look at what's taking place in California. That's illegal. You can't have race based programs. You can't have a program just for only African-Americans. This is one of the problems, even though he meant well. This is one of the problems with Ice Cube's plan. His his contract with black America and you want to race specific programs. That's illegal. That's not going to happen. Period. Read the 1964 Civil Rights Act. It's at archives.gov. This is why when you put together Black Agenda, he meant well, and I talked about the fact that I think he meant well. Dr. Claude Anderson is one of my teachers. Dr. Claude Anderson and I, we talked about this. And when Doc and I talked, we argued like an old married couple. And at the end of the day, he usually has to agree with me because I lay out my argument. I know how to make arguments and legal arguments. But it's illegal to have race-specific programs, but you can have programs that disproportionately help African-Americans. And that's what, that's what we should do. And when you have programs for like minority programs, minority set-aside programs, people say, I don't want minority set-aside programs. You need to understand law. What we should be focused on, what we should focus on, on doing is becoming the majority of the minorities getting the set-aside programs. That's a whole different mentality. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stand by. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry, it's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre, I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me. She's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. Hello, African History Network family. You've put it off for way too long. Now it's time to act for your family, your future, and the next generation. Get life insurance for that peace of mind and security for you and your loved ones. Build your financial foundations starting today. Your independent agent at Fortify Trust Life Brokers with over a dozen strong A-rated life insurance companies to offer you the life protection you need when it comes to final expense, term life, whole life, mortgage protection, annuities, and more. They're currently licensed in Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Don't let a pre-existing health condition hinder you from getting life insurance. You can get the affordable coverage you need today. Life insurance is only the beginning. Email them at Fortify Trust Life for a free fact sheet explaining the five basic building blocks for a strong financial foundation. It's their gift to you to help you fortify your future. Email them at FortifyTL828 at yahoo.com or call them at 706-339-5096 and leave a message. Fortify your future today. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation, Future Radio. Okay, 
Uh, we'll go to the phone lines here in just a minute. I got to get through some more of this information. Call numbers 313-778-7600. Uh, 313-778-7600 is a call in number if you have a question or comment. All right. I want, I want to go back to this article here from um, um, Politico.com. And this deals with uh, Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Okay. Now, the Biden administration in January 2021, when they came into office, because remember, inauguration was January 20th, 2021. The Biden administration rescinded a January 2020 memo aired by the Trump administration that concluded the education department lacks the authority to cancel large amounts of debt. All right. Now, the Justice Department's Office of, Le of Legal Counsel, the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel also released a 25-page memo that explains in more detail why the administration believes it has the power to cancel large amounts of debt, okay, as a response to, as a response to address the financial harms to borrowers stemming from the pandemic. So they have to make a legal argument. This takes research to be able to put together this 25 page memo that lays out the legal argument why the Biden administration has the authority to do this. And it goes back to the 2003 Heroes Act. Once again, all being able to put together these policies, this is this is more than just signing your name to executive order. And actually, with this, from my research on this, this is not even an executive order because he, he didn't Biden did not sign an executive order August 24th. When you go through and read um, on, on the broadcast I did Wednesday, we went through the um, uh, the fact sheet released by the White House. OK, this right here from August 24th uh, fact sheet Biden. Let's pull this up here. This fact sheet here at whitehouse.gov. Fact sheet, President Biden announced a student loan relief for borrowers who need it most, August 24, 2022. This is like 11, I think this was 11 pages when I printed it out, something like 11 or 14 pages because we printed this out, okay? Nothing in here talks about an executive order either, all right? The skyrocketing, skyrocketing cumulative federal student loan debt, $1.6 trillion and rising for more than 45 million borrowers is a significant burden on America's middle class, Middle-class borrowers struggle with high monthly payments and ballooning uh, balances that make it harder for them to build wealth by buying homes, putting away money for retirement, and starting small businesses. Okay, so check this out here. I, I did a two-hour broadcast on Wednesday, so go back and check that out. That's on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotep, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. And uh, I think it, we have it in... Um, uh, in audio podcast platform as well. So wherever you get your audio podcast, plat uh, audio podcast from search for the African history network show and uh, download the iHeartRadio radio app uh, as well. Cause uh, we're on iHeartRadio. Okay. Now this article right here from ABC news, they had a really good article. Uh, Biden's loan forgiveness plan, Biden's loan forgiveness plan to, to heavily impact black borrowers. So you had all these people out here, all these simple Simon people out here running their mouths, don't do research and just say, oh, that's nothing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. No, it's, it's, this is a big, um, uh, big deal. Let's put it like that. Um, but I don't want to quote Joe Biden, what he said about the, uh, 
Affordable Health Care Act, but this is, <laughs> this is a big deal. Uh, Biden's loan forgiveness plan to heavily impact black borrowers. 20 million people will have their loans completely uh, wiped out. Now, this is from August 26, 2022. Uh, Biden, let's close this video out. Biden's uh, plans to cancel uh, student debt, student loan debts, uh, will particularly impact African-Americans who carry much of the burden of student loan debt, who carry much of the burden of student loan debt. Uh, the quote, the burden is especially heavy on black and Hispanic borrowers who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. Biden said in the tweet and the pandemic only made things worse in uh, quote. Now, for those making under one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year, 10,000 in loans will be erased uh, for borrowers who receive federal Pell Grants, which is aid given to undergraduate students who display exceptional financial need up to $20,000 in loans could be canceled up to $20,000 in loans could be canceled. Nearly 45% of borrowers or 20 million people will have their debt fully canceled according to the white house. Now for the remaining 55%, a new plan offer, uh, a new plan will offer more relaxed terms for loan repayment. They're going from paying 10% of discretionary income per month down to 5% of discretionary income. That's going to be a huge savings for a lot of people. This means cutting, cutting the amount that borrowers have to pay each month in half from 10% to 5% of discretionary income and covering borrowers, uh, borrowers unpaid monthly interest among other efforts. Now it's, uh, it, it ju I just can't underscore what a huge deal this is in millions of borrowers' lives, said Kyra Taylor, um, Kyra, K-Y-R-A, I think that's Kyra Taylor, an attorney at the National Consumer Law Center. When we look at the impact on people of color, especially African-Americans, several racial advocacy groups have cheered Biden's decision as a, quote, step in the right direction, end quote. Approximately one in four African-Americans have negative net worth. Approximately one in four African-Americans have negative net worth, meaning their total debt exceeds total assets, said the civil rights uh, group National Action Network, Reverend Al Sharpton's group. You can listen to Reverend Al Sharpton Monday through Friday, uh, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on 910 a.m. Superstation WFDF. Most of you know I was his co-host, uh, three Wednesdays ago, he had me on the show for two hours, uh, keeping it real with Reverend Al Sharpton. Now, quote, the administration expects the uh, first $10,000 of debt relief will move over half a million black Americans from a negative to a positive net worth. The administration expects the first $10,000 of debt relief will move over half a million African-Americans from a negative net worth to a positive net worth. This is something that Reese Colbert, who's one of my co-panelists on Roland Martin Unfiltered, she was on Simone Sanders' uh, show, Simone, this weekend on MSNBC. We got that clip coming up as well on the other side of the break. This is, this is huge. So people who are running their mouths, popping off at the mouth, don't do research. I call them mouth poppers because they pop off at the mouth. They're not talking about this, all right? Now, more African-American students take out loans than white students. 71% of African-American students take out loans compared to 56% of white students, according to research, to the research organization data initiative. Okay, um, let's see. Let's do this here. 
Uh, I know we're coming up on a break. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation. All right. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. It is Sunday, um, August 28th, 2022. Uh, this is the anniversary of the March on Washington. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the March on Washington as well in our second hour. And also we have a new class starting up. Um, we have a new class starting up on uh, Thursday. Uh, September 1st, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach you in school. So we'll give you some information uh, dealing with, we'll give you some information dealing with that uh, as well. Okay. All right. And people are texting some questions to me as well. You may see me smiling a lot during the show. Uh, somebody special is texting me um, uh, her question. Okay. So we'll get to that as well. through Congress. Is the student debt loan forgiveness approval through Congress? No, it's not through Congress. Very good question. You've been paying attention. Very good question. You get an A star today. No, it's not through Congress. It goes back. This, this is why I went through um, this explanation here. And then we're going, we're going to Raymond on the phone lines in just a second. Stand by, Raymond. This is important for people to understand this. It does not, this is not something that has to pass through Congress. Now, if they want to, if, 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 Senator Elizabeth Warren and Chuck Schumer want to forgive more student loan debt that has to pass through Congress. This right here is based upon the heroes act of 2003, which is already law. It already passed Congress education department officials on Wednesday released a five page legal memorandum that argues the department plans to rely on a 2003 law known as the heroes act that gives it power that gives it power to waive or modify the rules on federal student loans during a presidentially declared national emergency, including the current pandemic, which has been declared a national emergency. So this is the legal argument. OK, it doesn't have to pass through Congress because the HEROES Act is already law that passed through Congress in 2003. They also the, the, the Biden administration. Elections have consequences. They also rescinded a January 2021 memo prepared by the Trump administration that concluded the Education Department lacked the authority to cancel large amounts of student debt because they didn't want to do that. Basically speaking, there was some student debt that was canceled. A lot of that had to do with uh, for profit colleges under clueless Betsy DeVos, who should have never been uh uh, Secretary of Education. Okay. Now, the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel also released a 25 page memo that they released this, um, I think it was August 24th, that explains in more detail why the administration believes it has the power to cancel large amounts of debt as a response to address the financial harms to borrowers stemming from the pandemic, okay? So check out this article here from uh, Politico.com. This is why I wanted to make sure we dealt with this article from Politico because I've read numerous articles dealing with this. I did a two-hour uh, video on Wednesday. And a lot of the articles that I read did not deal with the legal argument that the Biden administration is making that they have the legal authority to do this. Biden okay sweeping student loan relief as midterms near, okay? All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Raymond, line one. Uh, hey, Raymond, thanks for holding. 
Sorry for the delay. Welcome to the African History Network show. Tell us where uh, you're calling from, Raymond. Yeah, just a little quick question. Everybody's, a lot of people are upset about Biden giving us student loan uh, forgiveness. But in 1978, they had the bankruptcy student loan forgiveness um, stopped that forgiveness program in 1978. Nobody was complaining about where everybody could bankrupt and got rid of the student loans uh, then. So what happened then when they passed it away? Right. Now, a lot of people are upset like who? Because it's, it's, there's some Republicans yeah, upset. Republicans. Yeah, there's a lot of Republicans upset, but a lot of these Republicans, they they got uh they they got uh, paycheck protection loans uh, canceled by the federal government. Okay. All right. Keep listening, Raymond. Yeah. Keep listening, Raymond. I appreciate it. We about to, we about to go to that. Okay. Thanks for calling, Raymond. Thanks for holding. All right. Uh, okay. Thanks. Okay, Giovanni. We're going to go to clip two here in just a second from the readout with Joanne Reed. But I want to show people this right here. You know, at the top of the show, we talked about people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who uh, is complaining about ten to twenty thousand dollars of student loans being forgiven for uh, forty-three million people. Okay, ten to twenty thousand dollars. It's expected that it'll cost. Uh, Half of me uh, is expected to cost. Uh, um, five, I think it's uh, yeah between three hundred to nine hundred billion over the next ten years. The number that I'm hearing is five hundred billion over the next ten years to the federal government. Some of that's going to be offset also by um, increasing taxes on corporations that haven't been paying taxes, right? But let's look at this graphic here. Paycheck Protection Program Loan Forgiveness. There were, this is from the readout with Joanne Reed from her show. Um, 11.5 million paycheck protection loans were approved, okay, during, you know, through the COVID-19 packages for small businesses, medium-sized businesses, larger businesses, so they can maintain their employees, things like this. $793 billion was the amount of paycheck protection loans approved. There was $742 billion of those loans forgiven because if you kept all your employees, didn't lay off employees, the loans would convert to grants and you didn't have to pay them back. $742 billion has already been forgiven for paycheck protection loans. The average amount of a paycheck protection loan was $107,000. And you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, others, other Republicans complain about this. Okay. Let's go to this clip from uh, the readout with Joanne Reed from uh, MSNBC. She's speaking with Diana Presley. Also, uh, she had on um, the Republican to give you uh, uh, an idea how Republicans think Republican uh, Carlos Corbello, who's against this. Pay close attention. Let's go to clip two, uh, uh, Giovanni. I almost called you Jalen. Let's go to clip two, Giovanni for checking off a major campaign promise to America's youngest voters who voted for him overwhelmingly in 2020, announcing that the administration will cancel up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt and up to $20,000 for those who went to college using Pell Grants, all for people earning less than $125,000 a year. The administration also extended the pause on student loan repayments until a million people federal student loans, and more than half, half of them are less than $20,000. We 
recent poll asked voters 18 to 34 what they thought about debt cancellation, and 71% said they support wide-scale loan cancellation. That includes 56% of Republicans and 66% of independents. Congressional Republicans, who are more than happy to sign off on a $1.9 trillion tax cut for corporations, were, they were not amused. And like most things these days, legal challenges are expected. But for a lot of the youngs, today was a good day. Joining me now, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, a member of the House Financial Services Committee. And Congresswoman, you know, just if you isolate, just black families alone, um, this is cut to for my producers, black families with loan debt, 30% of them, white families with loan debt, if you just isolate them, 20% do. Hispanic families with loan debt, 14% have this loan debt. It is actually a big deal, particularly for families of color. Um, do you think that this winds up redounding to the political benefit of Democrats in the fall? And do you think that's why Biden did it? Uh, Democrats win when we deliver, and when people can feel uh, the transformative impact, the meaningful impact, the day-to-day impact of our policies and our advocacy uh, on their behalf. And this is transformative. Uh, This is an unprecedented step uh, to alleviate the burden that people are feeling uh, to the tune of a $2 trillion crisis. And while I know we've been very focused uh, in your most recent uh, clip there, uh, Joy, about the, um, the benefit to young people, uh, this is affecting uh, people from every every walk of life. Uh, and the fact that uh, 23 million people will have their debt reduced in half, uh, 20 million people uh, will have their debt canceled outright, uh, one in four black borrowers um, their debt will be gone. So this is transformative. They will feel the impact of this, and this is sound policy in that it is an economic justice issue and a racial justice issue and a gender justice issue in that two-thirds of this debt uh, is born, and it is good policy and good policy. We have to get to the counterpoint, because I want you to, I want you to hear some of the, what people are saying on the other side. Um, now we know that this was a big policy of uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders, and it was why a lot of young people liked him, and it was something that President Biden adopted. Nina Turner, who was a big supporter of Bernie Sanders, she tweeted, more should be done. Why stop at 10000 Why stop at twenty? Cancel all student debt. What do you say to people who say it's not enough? Joy, I have to just acknowledge where we started. When the issue of student debt cancellation was introduced into the national discourse, people really sought to marginalize the issue. And many thought that student debt cancellation was something that would be regressive in impact. There was a harmful and false narrative that would only benefit white graduate students who went to uh, prestigious or affluent institutions. And of course, that is not true. Uh, This is about educators who have sleepless nights because they can't meet the monthly minimum and pay for childcare, who took on this debt because they want to educate our babies. This is about 76-year-olds in my district, Joy, on fixed incomes, still paying school loans, who fear that they're going to die, still paying on these loans. At this point, uh, they owe more than they took out. Uh, 85% of students have no, black students have no choice but to take out loans, five times more likely to default. I was one of those students. That is not abstract for me. I struggled to pay off my loan, and I have, and I want better for the next generation. Joy, we know we have to address the root causes when it comes to affordability of higher education. We've got to make that investment in the public good that it is. We need to invest in tuition-free community college. We need to address, invest in HBCUs, and we need to expand Pell Grants. Um, but this is impactful. This is a bold step in the right direction. It is transformative, and it will be it will be felt. And, and I have very little time left, but there is the other argument, too. I mean, Rick 
Scott, who was worth $259 million, and do tweet this from a yacht uh, off the coast of Italy, but also the Washington Post, who said the loan forgiveness decision, they thought it was bad. Widely canceling student debt is regressive. It takes money from the broader tax base, mostly made up of workers who did not go to college to subsidize education debt for people with valuable degrees. What do you say to people who say that? Wow. They are really disconnected. Uh, from the experiences and hardships of everyday people. There's a reason why we were able to get organized labor behind this from AFL-CIO to AFT to NEA, civil rights groups like the NAACP uh, and many other uh, groups that have worked with us on this because this, this is a burdensome issue. This is no handout. Uh, our colleagues across the aisle don't know what a hand up looks like. That's why they didn't want a child tax credit. That's why they didn't want to give life-saving health care uh, to veterans. That's why they didn't want to give stimulus checks to people in the midst of a pandemic or make sure they remain safely housed. Uh, Democrats are connected to the pain that everyday people are experiencing, and we are doing something about it, which is why we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, and which is why um, today yep. this uh, unprecedented step by President Biden heeding our call. This has been two years yep. of blood, sweat, and tears, and you will not break my soul. Yeah, well, they, and quoted Beyonce to walk you through it. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. All right, let's bring in uh, for some counterpoints. Former Republican Congressman Carlos Covell heard what the Congresswoman had to say. Uh, what would be your answer? Joy, good evening. I certainly understand the perspective. For me, the uh, decision is that it's going to encourage more young people to get into this system where they are paying colleges and universities a lot more uh, than the product that they're getting back. I mean, this is the fundamental problem here, right? That colleges and universities are charging absurd amounts uh, for these degrees that really aren't worth what they're charging. And the government, all of us taxpayers, are part of this scheme. And now this is going to create the expectation for a lot of young people who have to decide now, how much should I take out in student loans? Well, maybe this is all going to be forgiven in the future, or maybe a, a portion of it will be forgiven. So we're really sucking more people into a system that has failed young people and students for quite a few decades now. I can see the biggest problem. I don't think I understand your argument, because if what you're saying is that college is very unaffordable based on what you're able to get back in income afterwards, then how can you argue that it's not a good idea to relieve the debt that's been built up? Because it also sounds like you're arguing more young people shouldn't go to college, which also doesn't seem like a pretty strong argument, a very strong argument. But let me ask you, Jordan, where's the accountability here? If the colleges and universities are overcharging, why aren't they refunding these students? this money? Why do they get to keep the money? Why do American taxpayers have to subsidize this broken system? And that's the problem with this decision that we're just encouraging. We're further encouraging this system because now we're going to create an expectation that, hey, it doesn't matter how much you take out in loans and pay X or Y college or university because, you know, in the future, we're just going to forget 10 or 15 or $20,000. Don't you see the moral hazard there? We're feeding the system. And by the way, you know, the people who get paid at these colleges and universities, they make a good amount of money. They have great pension systems. All right. All right. They went to break without the exit music. Uh, we'll continue this on the other side of the break. So that was Representative Carlos Carbello, former Representative Carlos Carbello, who's a Republican who made no sense whatsoever. Because the 
if you want to change this that system, Congress has the authority to do that. Now, part of what Biden laid out is dealing with starting to, to address that as well. Republicans are not dealing with this at all. Republicans are not dealing with this at all. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. Stand by. You listen to the African History Network show. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. Okay, call in numbers 313-778-7600. 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a question or comment. Also, if you want to support the African History Network, you can do so. Um, we have the information at our website, africanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. And we have uh, new online classes starting up uh, Thursday, uh, September 1st, uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. So we have the information on our website as well. So we'll, we'll give you uh, some more, some information done with that in a few minutes. Okay, now, uh, right before the break, I was sharing this uh, this excerpt from... Uh, the readout with Joanne Reed, and it's from August 24th, Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. She spoke with Ayanna Presley, Representative Ayanna Presley, who had a hand in shaping uh, Biden's uh, student loan forgiveness program. And then also she's speaking with former uh, Republican Congressman um, Carlos Corbello, who makes no sense whatsoever. Now, Carlos Corbello brought up the point, well, what about future students? What are they doing to uh, curtail the uh, cost of college and things like this. All right. Well, Carlos, Chuck, um, if you go to the uh, 12 page um, fact sheet from the White House that was released on um, August 24th, they discussed that. That's point number three here in the fact sheet. Now, when I did my two hour presentation on um, of the two hour video on Wednesday, breaking these policies down, we discussed this. So fact sheet, President Biden announces student loan relief for borrowers who need it most. August 24th, 2022 at WhiteHouse.gov. A three part plan delivers on President Biden's promise to cancel $10,000 of student debt for low to middle income borrowers. All right. So part one is we go through this uh look at this uh okay page three and we look at um okay they talk about the three-part plan today president biden's announcing a three-part plan to provide more breathing room for working families as they continue uh to recover from the strains associated with the covid19 pandemic uh this plan offers targeted debt relief targeted debt relief as part of a comprehensive effort to address the burden of growing college costs and make the student loan system more manageable for working families. The president is announcing that the Department of Education will. So one, uh, provide targeted debt relief to address the financial harms of the pandemic, fulfilling the president's campaign commitment. Two, make the student loan system more manageable for current and future borrowers make the student loan system more manageable for current and future borrowers by cutting monthly costs in half for undergraduate loans uh from 10 percent to five percent discretionary income 
fixing the broken public service loan forgiveness program by proposing a rule that borrowers who have worked at a nonprofit organization in the military or in federal, state, tribal, or local government receive appropriate credit toward loan forgiveness. This is something the um, the Zoom call I was on with the White House, uh, I was on with Ashley Harrington and Erica Lowe, um, dealing with, uh, they, they deal with the education department and they were dealing with uh, the student loan forgiveness program. So I was on the Zoom call with them Friday. And this is something that they talked about, the changes to the public service loan forgiveness program. And this go, and we've been talking about that here on this show. Uh, changes were made back in March, 2022. So up to 1 million um, people can have their loans forgiven because they work for a nonprofit organization. They're in the military. They work for the federal government, state government, et cetera. Okay. You want to go to PSLF.gov, PSLF.gov. LF.gov for more information on that. Now, these improvements will build on temporary changes the Department of Education has already made to the PSLF, Public Service, uh, for, uh, Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program, okay? Prior to, on, on the call I was on on Friday, they said um, prior to the changes in March of 2022, only 7,000 people had their loans forgiven through this program. Because of the changes made in March 2022 by uh, the Department of Education, Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona, 175,000 public servants have already had more than $10 billion in loan forgiveness approved since March of 2022. Since March of 2022, you go from 7,000 prior to March 2022 under the Trump administration to 175,000 just from March 2022 to August, almost into September. $10 billion in loan forgiveness already approved. So already before the announcement, August 24th, the uh, Biden-Harris administration has already forgiven $32 billion in uh, student loan debt, okay? $32 billion in student loan debt. Um, okay, so then you have, let's go back to this here, and there was a, a piece from the uh, Department of Education on that also. We'll try to pull that up as well because I have that information. I have a ton of information. Number three, number three, this, this addresses... Uh, uh, Car uh, Carbello, uh, Carlos Carbello, uh, the Republican, okay, because Republicans are not really doing anything to fight against this. They're just complaining. Number three, part of Biden's plan, part of this announcement, protect future students and taxpayers by reducing the cost of college and holding schools accountable when they hike up prices. Protect future students and taxpayers by reducing uh, the cost of college and holding schools accountable when they hike up prices. The president championed the largest increase to Pell Grants in over a decade. Pell Grants disproportionately benefit African-Americans. The president championed the largest increase to Pell Grants in over a decade and one of the largest one-time influxes to colleges and universities to further reduce the cost of college, President Biden will continue to fight to double the maximum Pell Grant, to, to, to double the maximum amount that you can get in a Pell Grant per calendar year, per school year, and make community college free. 
Meanwhile, colleges have an obligation to keep prices reasonable and ensure borrowers get value for their investment, not debt they cannot afford. The administration has already taken key steps to strengthen accountability, including in areas where the uh, previous administration weakened rules, especially with pro especially with uh, for-profit colleges, because the Trump administration was horrible when it came to regulating for-profit colleges. They loosened a lot of the restrictions that were put on for-profit colleges by the Obama administration, Obama-Biden administration. And we know that um, it was uh, ITT Tech was put out of business by the uh, ITT Tech as well as Corinthian College, uh, put out of business by the uh, uh, Obama-Biden administration, okay? All right. Uh, the Department of Education is announcing new efforts to ensure student borrowers get value for their college costs, but also Congress can do a lot when it comes to regulating uh, the high cost of college as well. Uh, okay, so check this out. This is 12 pages because I printed it out. I know it's 12 pages. Fact sheet, President Biden announces student loan relief for borrowers who need it most. This is at whitehouse.gov, one of the most powerful websites, ton of information. Let's go back to this clip. Let's go back to this clip, uh, Giovanni. This is from the readout with Joanne Reed. Okay, let's go back to the some of this money back. I taught at a couple at a couple of colleges. I can tell you, college professors are not, and my mother was a college professor. They ain't getting rich doing that. But let me ask you this question: Did you feel the same way about the PPP system? Because uh, under the former president uh, Donald Trump, uh, billions, trillions of dollars was given away to big corporations, to the airline industry. Uh, there was also a huge giveaway to farmers to subsidize them because uh, the president was concerned about losing the rural vote. We're talking about giving away billions and billions and billions of dollars to big corporations, to big farms, uh, big agriculture. Did you oppose that? Yeah, that program was deeply flawed. And by the way, the fact that a lot of wealthy families, a lot of retirees really didn't need it. My parents, for example, they're not wealthy, but they're okay. I mean, they have Social Security. They have, um, you know, my dad has a pension. He got checks from the government during COVID. They didn't need it. But didn't all, he need all, 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 all these programs. They create more inflation. And by the way, for Democrats who are on a little bit of a win streak here and building some momentum, now they take this, they make this decision that is going to create more inflation, more demand for goods. Because it's well, these are like economists, and they're sort of people on both sides. But I can ask you a question. Because you are from Florida, and I was in Florida, so I got to ask you a Florida question. I need to play for you the current governor. I'm a little bit of a different turn here. Here's the current governor of your state. Take a look. I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. Is that appropriate? I don't think so, Joy. And I mean, that's the culture that Donald Trump has promoted inside the Republican Party and to some degree in this country. And, and that's regrettable. You know, that kind of rhetoric. I, I know why the governor's doing it. He wants to signal to the Trump base that he's with them and that, uh, you know, he's one of them. But I, I just, yeah. that's how my style never has been. I don't think it's appropriate. Carlos Fidello, I, I love that we can end on a note of agreement. All right, Thank pause you it right very there. much. Pause yeah. it right there. Okay. So, Carlos, number one, number one, pause it right there. Pause it right there. Okay. Number one, uh, 
Governor Ron DeSantis was talking about uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Anthony Fauci announcing that he's retiring. He calls him a little elf, but Ron DeSantis is two inches taller than Dr. Anthony Fauci. Number two, um, Carbellos talked about his father getting the, the check for COVID and things like this. Now, I don't think he was talking about, he didn't say it was for a business. He may have just gotten the personal check, but that's different than the paycheck protection loans that businesses got. That's entirely different. We'll continue this on the other side of the break. Listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, the future radio. Okay, um, we have new classes starting up on uh, Thursday, uh, September 1st. And we have the information at our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. Let me refresh the screen, uh, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. Uh, we have uh, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. This is uh, it's going to be an eight-week online class uh, this time around. We're going to um, restructure it, and it's going to be more information because new things keep happening. But uh, it's on sale, $80, regular $130 starts up. Uh, class number one starts up Thursday. Uh, September 1st, you can watch from around the world. We're doing this 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can pay by debit card, credit card. We have the information right, right on the homepage of our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. And we also have a bundle pack where you get that class. And from the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968, the classes are regularly $130 each. They're on sale uh, $80 each for a limited time only. You register for both classes. Uh, we have a bundle pack. You get both classes for for $130. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime, a year from now, two years from now. You can go back and watch the entire class. And if you've taken any of my online classes in the past, email me at uh, theahnshow at gmail.com, theahnshow at gmail.com, or email me through the website. Email me through the website, and you'll get 50% off, okay? You get 50% off uh, on the classes. All right. Um, I want to go back to this here. Okay, so uh, during the break, I had this up on the screen here. This deals with what I was referencing, dealing with ITT Tech. So you remember you used to see the commercials of ITT Tech, and, uh, you know, you can come here, come to school, you learn computer science, learn technical skills, things like this. ITT Tech was put out of business by the Department of Justice, I'm sorry, Department of Education, actually under uh, President Obama. This is from uh, ED.gov, which is the Department of Education, ED.gov. Education Department approves $3.9 billion group discharge of 208,000 borrowers, 208,000 borrowers who attended ITT Technical Institute, okay? So a lot of student loan forgiveness has been going on uh, already before, before this announcement, uh, August uh, 24th. $32 billion has already been, been, uh, has already been forgiven uh, under the Biden-Harris administration. We've been covering this here on the African History Network show. Department also initiates the formal process, the formal process to recoup approved borrower defense claims from DeVry University as well. DeVry University has come under uh, scrutiny from the Department of Education also. So if you scroll down here to the bottom, because I know there's a lot of people on social media saying, forgive student loan debt, forgive student loan debt. A lot of student loan debt forgiveness was already taking place. You just don't read. This is part of the problem. People run their mouths and don't read. 
um, this, this right here at the bottom of, of this uh, memo from the Department of Education, the nearly $32 billion in student loan relief approved to date includes $13 billion for 1 million borrowers whose institutions took advantage of them through discharges related to borrower defense and school closures. $9.6 billion, almost $10 billion for 175,000 borrowers through the public service loan forgiveness program, which I've talked about before. And when I guest hosted on uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered, uh, I guest hosted for Roland a few months ago, I made it a point to talk about uh, a, a, an additional round of student loan forgiveness that was taking place because of the public loan service forgiveness program. Because a lot of our people don't know these programs exist. $9 billion in total and permanent disability discharges for more than 425,000 borrowers. So already before the announcement made Wednesday, August 24, 2022, already you have it's about 1.6 uh, million people who've already had $32 billion uh, in student loans were given under the Biden-Harris administration. Once again, elections have consequences. Okay, so check this out at ed.gov, Department of Education's uh, website. Ed Education Department approves uh, Education Department approves $3.9 billion group discharge for 208,000 borrowers who attended ITT Technical Institute. Okay, now, um, I want to go to, we go back to this article here from ABC News. Uh, they have some good information. This article, once again, from ABC News, deals with how this is benefiting the African-American community. It's benefiting us a lot. Uh, we're going to clip three in just a minute uh, from Simone Sanders on Instagram with Reese Colbert. We're going to clip three in just a minute, Giovanni. Uh, more black students take out loans than white students, 71% compared to 56%, according to uh, the research organization Education uh, Data Initiative. Uh, black college graduates owe $25,000 more in student debt on average than white graduates the Department of Education found. And four, year, and, and four years after graduation, four years after graduation, 48% of African-American graduates owe an average of 12.5% more than they borrowed, according to the Education Data Initiative. African-American students make up 72% of Pell Grant recipients, according to the Department of Education. 72% of Pell Grant recipients are African-Americans. This is huge. So when you talk about increasing the maximum amount that you can get in a Pell Grant during, a, a, during the academic year, that disproportionately benefits African-Americans. When you talk about uh, forgiving 20, up to $20,000 uh, in debt, if you had a, a combination of Pell Grants and student loans, that disproportionately benefits African-Americans. Now, a typical African-American borrower will see his or her loan balance cut nearly in half and more than one in four black borrowers uh, and more than one in four black borrowers will have their balance forgiven in full. So all you simple Simon ass people out there that don't read sugar, honey, iced tea, but choose to open your mouth anyway and want to, and want to, uh, uh, what, uh, this is FCC regulated radio. What word can I use? Want, want, want to, uh, um, diminish or diss or speak negatively about this program. You should do some research before you open your mouth. Now, 
African-American women in particular carry a disproportionate burden of student loan debt. They hold nearly two thirds of the nearly two trillion dollars, one point seven trillion outstanding student loan debt in the U.S., according to data from the Census Bureau. About half of Latino borrowers will have their entire federal student loan debt forgiven thanks to $10,000 to the $10,000 loan cancellation plan, according to higher education research and advocacy group Excellencia in Education. Quote, because of racial disparities and intergenerational wealth, black and Latino students aren't just are not just more likely to need to borrow student uh, to borrow student loans to, to go and get an education. But we also know that predatory for profit colleges like we just talked about ITT tech that in the Obama administration put the smack down on ITT tech. But we also know that predatory for profit colleges that cost more to attend also target black and Latino populations around the country, which results in many black and Latino borrowers having larger balances, Taylor of uh, National Consumer uh, Law Center said. Okay, now advocates say there's more to do. Nobody said this is the silver bullet, this is the magic. Nobody claimed that President Joe Biden is your student loan forgiveness genie, okay? Follow or your student loan forgiveness sugar daddy or however you want to phrase it. Nobody said he's just going to make all student loan debt disappear. He's not the David, the David Copperfield or the David Blaine of student loan forgiveness. Following the announcement, some people criticized the Biden administration for not doing enough to tackle racial inequities and college affordability, which will continue to impact students and borrowers. Talk to Congress. They have more authority to do that. Several critics pointed to the persistent racial wealth gap as a reason to further improve student cancellation for students uh, of color most burdened by economic inequality in 2019, the Brookings Institute, Andre Perry and others over at the Brookings Institute 2019 found that the median white household, uh, the median, uh, the median white household held $188,200 in wealth, which is 7.8 times that of the typical African American household. The National Action Network, Reverend Al Sharpton, has called on Congress to provide relief by passing legislation to further build upon the president's actions. That's what I'm talking about. The White House is the Biden is limited on what he can do. Congress has more authority based upon the Article One powers of Congress. They have more authority. That's where you really want to put the pressure on. This is why the 2022 midterm elections are so important. This is why Democrats have to maintain control of the House and Senate and expand their margins in the Senate. So you can uh, get uh, because if you get 55, if you get 55 Democrats. Now you can do a carve out to the filibuster for some of these bills like voting rights. You can nullify the votes of Manson and Cinema if they vote against you. And you can null and you can get a carve out to the filibuster for the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act for uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and for other bills, as well as controlling the cost of uh, college. Quote, the $125,000 income cap will leave a large amount of the population behind, especially in the era of inflation, said National Action Network. A black doctor or attorney who earns above the cap could very well uh, have uh, a six-figure student debt yeah, but that's not the majority of them. We're going to deal with this on the other side of the break because uh, Reese Colbert 
addressed that on Simone Sanders' show on MSNBC. You listen to the African History Network show on Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes. Welcome back to the African History Network show. All right. Uh, I want to go to this clip. Okay. Uh, before we go to that clip here. Uh, okay. We're going to post a link here. This is to the new online class that starts up uh, Thursday, September, uh, Thursday, September 1st, 2022. The class is on sale um, $80, regularly $130. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, where they didn't teach you in school. And we have the uh, information right on the thread of our broadcast, uh, right on the homepage of our website, I should say, um, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay, we have it right here. Okay. And uh, we'll have some updates coming uh, on the website as well. All right. Now, uh, I want to go to this uh, clip here. This is from uh, Simone Sanders' show. Uh, Simone, uh, this week, this past weekend, she had Reese Colbert. Now, you hear Reese Colbert. You see her on, on uh Roland Martin Unfiltered. She's usually on on Thursdays with Dr. Greg Carr as a panelist. I'm on on Fridays. So I'm usually on with Matt Manning, uh, civil rights attorney Matt Manning and Kelly Bethea, who's an attorney as well. Um, they talked about this and they, they talked about the student loan forgiveness and how this will uh, benefit African-American borrowers. OK, uh, let's go to this clip, uh, Giovanni. You only have one and two. Uh, clip three. You don't have clip three. Uh, this uh, from Instagram. I thought I sent you. Clip. No, I do not. You don't have clip three. Okay, hold on. Let me send you. Uh, uh, let me send you clip three. Just a second, because we want to make sure we get that in. Uh, okay, clip three. Clip three is a short one. And this was because uh, Reese had this on her Instagram page. She was on uh, Simone Sanders' show, uh, Simone on MSNBC. Okay, I'm sending it to you now. It's only about two minutes, something like that, two or three minutes. I want to play the entire clip. Uh, also, check out the uh, this right here. This is uh, on uh, Twitter. This deals with the, um, who is this, Dr. Anto uh, Dr. Antifa Witch uh, on Twitter. Uh, posted the names of a lot of these Republicans who are complaining about student loan forgiveness, and they got huge uh, paycheck protection loans forgiven. Matt Gates, Republican of Florida, for, he got $476,000 in loans forgiven for like his family's businesses. Marjorie Taylor Greene, $180,000 uh, forgiven. Greg Pence, Republican of Indiana, $79,441. Vern Buchanan, $2.8 million for his businesses forgiven. Kevin Hearn, Republican of Oklahoma, $1,070,000. Uh, $1, Roger Williams, Republican from Texas, $1.4 million. Uh, Brett Guthrie, Republican from Kentucky, $4.3 million. Ralph Norman, Republican, South Carolina, $306,000. Okay, and, and it continues. And you got people like this complaining about the uh, student loan forgiveness of $10,000 to $20,000. Let's go to this clip, please. The, the practical impact of this, what have you heard from the folks you've been talking to? Well, you know, first of all, I think that 
too much of the conversation is driven by the 7% of student loan debt borrowers who owe over $100,000. The reality is that the average is not the same as the majority. And a majority of student loan debt borrowers owe far less than $100,000. Actually, they owe less than $40,000. It's $20,000. So this is going to have a massive impact. And so they may not be as loud in their advocacy, but they are just as impacted in a, in a positive way. When we talk about black, uh, the black wealth gap, because of the emphasis on Pell Grants, which 70-something percent of black students are eligible for, they're going to see $20,000 relief. And this alone will, will, will move 500,000 black families from a negative net worth to a positive net worth. So this is, has real tangible impact. It's a promise kept. And a lot of people, when they start to see those balances wiped out, are going to be very satisfied. Reese, talk, talk to me a little bit about the, the practical impact of this. What have you... Okay. All right, so that was, that was Reese Colbert on uh, Simone uh, Simone Sanders' show on MSNBC. She's on on the weekends. All right, this right here. So the White House was tearing into these Republicans uh, this week, uh, this week uh, uh, after the announcement came out, and tearing into Republicans who were complaining about uh, the loan forgiveness. All right, and they have some good charts here. This is one of the things we talked about on the call uh, that I was on uh, Friday with the White House. I ain't talked to Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris uh, on the call. I ain't talk at all. I was just listening, okay? Because they took questions from people. You had to submit your question ahead of time. I didn't submit my question ahead of time. But next next call, because I've gotten invitations before, but I just didn't respond. But I said, let me let me go ahead and jump on this call, see what this is about. So Ashley Harrington and Erica Lowe, they ran the call. Uh, they have some good information at the at the uh, the White House's Twitter page, the White House on Twitter, uh, that breaks this down as well. And then they went through. Uh, let me see if I can get to this. They uh, they tore into some Republicans. Oh, this is Marjorie Taylor Greene here. You know what are we going to do? We're, we're, we're almost out of time here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation WFDF. What we're going to do, we're going to keep broadcasting for a few more minutes. I want you to hear what this fool said. This is why she needs to be voted out of office. But uh, on uh, uh, they, uh, the, White House, uh, the White House on Twitter, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has $183,504 in PPP loans forgiven. They went through and exposed a lot of these Republicans complaining. Representative Mike Kelly, Republican, Congressman Mike Kelly, had $987,237 in PPP loans forgiven, okay? And uh, he, um, he tweeted August 24th, asking plumbers and carpenters to pay off the loans of Wall Street advisors and lawyers isn't, it isn't just unfair, it's also bad policy. Uh, but they don't want to talk about that $1.9 trillion tax cut uh, for the wealthy under Donald Trump. Congressman Sugar Daddy Matt Gates, the white R. Kelly, he had four hundred eighty-two thousand dollars forgiven as well. He said he tweeted out. So, so August twenty-fifth, the White House on Twitter responded to these Republicans who want to complain but don't do anything. August twenty-fourth, Sugar Daddy Matt Gates uh, tweeted: Everyone knows that in a sixty billion dollar plus European land war, it's always the last three billion dollars that kicks in the door. Okay whatever that means. Uh, ain't like he got experience fighting in a war. Um, the, uh, August 25th, the, white, the, the administration's student loan proposal will make the student loan system more manageable for current and future borrowers by cutting monthly payments. We talked about that as well. Uh, so check this out as well. They have some really good charts there that, that, that break this down. Okay. Uh, visit our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com, theafricanhistorynetwork.com. 
you can support us through uh, Cash App and PayPal. If you like this type of information, give us a thumbs up, give us a heart, give us a like on this broadcast. You can also support us show through cash app now this is our only cash app account when you go to it it says michael and shows my picture there these other ones here are fake african history network cash app accounts there's about four or five fake accounts out there that have been stealing money from us and i still have this open investigation with cash app i got to follow with the with them tomorrow because i'm trying to get these fake accounts shut down you click right here it takes you to uh the next page and then we also have the link for uh paypal as well and you can register for our online courses right on the homepage of our website. So this helps us keep doing the research, stay in the air, pay some of the bills, things like this, because it costs. It takes a lot. It costs a lot to be able to do what I do. All right. So uh, those watching on Facebook and YouTube, keep watching for a few more minutes. I'm gonna let you hear Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. Right now, it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. Some of these other stories we're gonna get to through uh, through the week also because we're out of time here. Right now, it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. All right, stand by. Okay, I, I want you to hear what this fool had to say. Let me go back to this here. Uh, the, uh, the White House's uh, Twitter page. Uh, they talked to, okay. So they have this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was on Newsmax, Newsmax. Okay. Newsmax is more right wing is, is more MAGA than Fox news. She was on Newsmax. Okay. So I'm going to play this clip. I want you to hear what this fool had to say. Let me bring up this graphic here also. Um, cause she was getting exposed by, uh, NBC News has a good article dealing with this, as well as uh, let's bring up the article from NBC News here. Uh, there was one from NBC News and one from uh, BusinessInsider.com also. So let's. Uh, I want to I want to show you this article here from. NBC News. Just a second here. Uh, we've got. Uh, where is that? It's in response to Republicans. CNBC. Let's see. Where is that one? Uh, okay, hold on. I'll bring it up here in just a second. Let me go to this clip. Let's turn up the volume. They need votes in November, but for, for our government just to say, you know, okay, well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously, they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. So the timing is a pure coincidence there as well. But it's completely taxpayers all over the country never took out a student loan. Taxpayers that their bills and, and, and you know, maybe even never went to college or just hardworking people, they shouldn't have to pay off the great big student loan debt for, for some college student that piled up massive debt going to some Ivy League school. That's not fair. He's wrong, but for, for our government just to say, you know, okay, well, your debt is completely forgiven. Obviously, they have an agenda for that. They need votes in November. So the timing is a pure coincidence there as well. 
but it's completely unfair. And taxpayers all over the country, taxpayers that never took out a student loan, taxpayers that pay their bills and, and, and you know, maybe even never went to college or just hardworking people, they shouldn't have to pay off the great big student loan debt for, for some college student that piled up massive debt going into some Ivy League school. That's not fair. Okay, that's what an idiot sounds like. Most of the student debt is not for somebody who went to an Ivy League school, number one. That's how stupid she is. Uh, number two, she, she got a hundred. $183,000 uh, loans uh, given, okay, $183,000, and she wants to talk about people getting ten dollars to $20,000 forgiven. Marjorie Taylor Greene got a hundred, is actually $183,000 uh, paycheck protection loan forgiven. And she wants to fix her raggedy ass mouth to talk about college students who are being student loan debt getting ten to twenty thousand dollars forgiven. This is why it's like her need to be voted out of office. Okay, there was the um let me pull this one up here. We gotta go to okay. We got that, and then we have the, um, on our fan page, the African History Network, I posted, um, I posted some articles, I posted some um, screenshots of um, the articles from businessinsider.com, businessinsider.com, as well as uh, NBC News that deals with this here. Let me scroll down to that here. Okay, hold on. I want you to see this. I didn't get a chance to save it. I, uh, I did the screenshot with my smartphone, so I did not get it. It's been hectic this weekend. I did not get a chance to uh, save it to the hard drive of uh, my computer. Okay, this one right here. Um, White House shines light. White House shines light on Republicans who are criticizing student debt cancellation after getting their PP after getting their PPP loans forgiven. And they talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And let me see, I think we have the link here for this article as well. White House shines light on Republicans who are criticizing student debt cancellation after getting their PP, uh, PPP loans forgiven. The White House used his Twitter account to point the finger at a handful of GOP lawmakers like uh, Representative Margie Taylor Greene, who we just heard on Newsmax. Uh, the White House hit back at Republicans in an uncharacteristic manner Thursday by using its Twitter account to go after GOP lawmakers who are bashing uh, President Joe Biden's move to cancel some student debt after they personally benefited from having Paycheck Protection Program loans forgiven during the COVID pandemic. In a series of tweets, uh, the White House highlighted uh, several congressional Republicans, Representatives uh, Vern Buchanan of Florida, Georgia, Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania, Mark Wayne Mullen, um, and Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma. 
who had said had seven and six figure, uh, six and seven figure PPP loans forgiven as part of a federal program intended to help those harmed by uh, coronavirus. Like many, like many of their GOP colleagues, the lawmakers have blasted Biden over his student loan decision. Uh, Green was on Newsmax, said it's, uh, it's completely unfair for student loans to be forgiven. She had $183,504 in PPP loans forgiven according to the White House. Uh, okay, so they got this here. Um, okay, Representative Kelly, uh, is this, okay, which, which person is this? Um, Mike Kelly, Representative Mike Kelly of Pennsylvania. He had $987,000 forgiven. Uh, Kelly tweeted that Biden's move was poised to benefit Wall Street advisors, Wall Street advisors at the cost of plumbers and carpenters. Now, what's interesting is that they don't talk about the fact that a lot of the students with student loan debt may have parents who are plumbers and carpenters who didn't go to college. So when you help out those students, you're helping out more than one person. You're helping out an entire family or multiple families. Could be multiple families. Uh, let's see. Uh, Buchanan, who, according to the White House, had more than $2.3 million in PP, uh, PPP loans given, tweeted that Biden's move was reckless and a unilateral student loan giveaway. Reckless and a unilateral student loan giveaway. Okay, that was... Um, Let's see, who was that? That was uh, Buchanan. Representative, Representative Vern Buchanan of Florida. Okay, Representative Vern, Vern, Vern Buchanan of Florida, Republican, had $2.3 million in PPP loans forgiven. And he's complaining about people who get ten to $20,000 in loans forgiven. He called it a unilateral student loan giveaway. He, he, he tweeted, as a blue-collar kid who worked his way through college, I know firsthand the sacrifices people make to receive an education. Yeah, but uh, uh, a lot of their families sacrificed, even who got student loans and Pell Grants, a lot of their families sacrificed to send them to college as well. He said Biden's reckless unilateral student loan giveaway is unfair to 87% of Americans without student loan debt and those who played by the rules. What makes you think because somebody has student loan debt, they didn't play by the rules? This is, this is the type of nonsense that uh, you're dealing with from Republicans. This is why they need to be, uh, this is why Democrats need to maintain control of the House and the Senate and expand their margins in the House and the Senate. Okay, so read this article here from uh, NBC News. White House shines light on Republicans who are criticizing student debt cancellation after getting their PPP loans forgiven. All right, look, we have to get out of here. Uh, remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people. 
for African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct your own behavior. It's not over till we win Wakanda forever. Please support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN Show through Cash App and through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN Show. And we have the information at our website, theafricanhistorynetwork.com also. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Hotep, everybody. Hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, writer, and historian. And I want to give a special shout out to everybody who has attended the 11th annual Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Education Expo. I just want to take a few minutes and uh, we had a great presentation that I did uh, on Saturday. So I teach two online history classes, uh, one on Saturday and uh, one on Sunday. On Saturday, the class that I teach, normally 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is called Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, what they didn't teach you in school. And this is normally a 10-week online class. We deal with thousands of years of history and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We can't start studying our history and slavery. Even when we study the transatlantic slave trade, which is important to study, we can't start in 1619 or in the 1440s with the Portuguese, when the Portuguese get involved in the transatlantic slave trade. We have to understand the history chronologically and deal with the 800-year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors, who enter into the Iberian Peninsula, today known as Spain and Portugal, from North Africa in 711 AD. When we discuss the transatlantic slave trade, we have to first understand that African people are the original people of North, Central, and South America and have been in the land we call the United States at least 51,700 years. Now, the second class I teach is on Sundays, normally 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's called uh, From the Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and Black Power, 1865 to 1968. Now, these classes are normally $130. They're on sale right now, $60. We do the sessions live. All the sessions are archived and recorded, so you can go back and watch it anytime. So a year from now, two years from now, you can go back and watch the entire class. Uh, with both of these classes, I would say the content is PG-13. So you can use this with your children as well if you want to. Um, also, you can advertise with the African History Network. We have three new advertising packages. A current promotion is buy one month, get one month free. We have a million followers at our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. And with our platinum package, um, we'll take our ads on our Facebook fan page uh, for you as well to um, help maximize your advertising campaign. And we take your 30-second to 60-second commercial we put into the rebroadcast uh, of our shows and also into the audio podcast of our shows as well. Uh, we only have 20 advertising slots because we have a finite amount of advertising space. Uh, email us at ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com, ahnshow at theafricanhistorynetwork.com, or call us 313-462-0003. All right, right now it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win Wakanda forever, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Hello, African History Network family. You've put it off for way too long. Now it's time to act for your family, your future, and the next generation. Get life insurance for that peace of mind and security for you and your loved ones. Build your financial foundations starting today. Your independent agent at Fortify Trust Life Brokers 
with over a dozen strong A-rated life insurance companies to offer you the life protection you need when it comes to final expense, term life, whole life, mortgage protection, annuities, and more. They're currently licensed in Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Don't let a pre-existing health condition hinder you from getting life insurance. You can get the affordable coverage you need today. Life insurance is only the beginning. Email them at Fortify Trust Life for a free fact sheet explaining the five basic building blocks for a strong financial foundation. It's their gift to you to help you fortify your future. Email them at FortifyTL828 at yahoo.com or call them at 706-339-5096 and leave a message. Fortify your future today. IDO Network International, in collaboration with STL Black Woman, DACA, and ACTA, present the Royal Pilgrimage to the Americas, August 24th through the 28th. The African kings and queens are coming to you for business, networking, and sharing of Pan-African ideals. The venue will be the illustrious En Garde Arts Hotel in St. Louis, Missouri. A royal cultural experience and exhibitions, trade and investment opportunities in Africa, the Caribbean, and the Americas. A Royal Pan-African Summit hosting keynote speakers and a red carpet banquet. Come and witness our African Royal Coronation Ceremony. Register at www.idonetwork.org to book your ticket to wine and dine with African royalty. Vendor opportunities available. Get face-to-face -face with the royals who own the land and resources for business. Contact DACA for deal room information at 602-730-4572. The work that I do is larger than the fashion industry, it's larger than the art world. And I believe that I was born to bring newness into this world. I'm Kaima McIntyre, I'm 24 years old and I'm an artist. I create everything from paintings to jewelry design, metaphysical jewelry to be specific, and fashion design. The only reason why my prom dress went viral is because people needed it. Within a few days of going viral, Notori Naughton reached out to me. She's like, I saw your dress, can you make me a dress? I was equally as shocked to be asked by a celebrity to design their dress at the age of 17. That's just one person and the list just continues to go on to Janet Jackson, to Tyra Banks. It really hits home. That means that the discussion is happening on the grounds in real time. iRedify is a black-owned digital platform that showcases black and brown cultures and people. The books on the platform are written by African-American authors, Afro-Caribbean authors, African authors, and so much more. Kids 14 and under can read ebooks, listen to audiobooks, and complete learning activities. Kids can even write in the books digitally. Get unlimited access to everything on the platform for only $8.99 a month at iRedify.com. Sign up for your membership today. 
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.